democracy Yeah, I got more records in the KGB So, uh, no funny business Are you already
update. You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face, ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. All right. Here we go. FANS or 775-376-EZ-EZ. Happy Ass family and welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Hopefully you are having a great morning so far. I know that today, since today is that, let me let you in a little secret. Today's one of my favorite days of the week. I, and here's the reason. When the show gets over, I, I take about an hour break where I just don't think about anything, let the dog out, put a dip in, watch some TV. But Wednesdays on the Animal Planet, that's when they rerun a whole bunch of Lone Star Laws. So I, I, I look forward to Wednesday because I got like six hours worth of Lone Star Law to watch today. Pretty damn excited about it. I, got to t- I, I ain't going to lie. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it. Didn't get really get to watch it last weekend because it was in Tennessee. Oh, man, if you missed yesterday's show, let, let me just tell you. Thank you guys that were here yesterday. Thank you guys that are here every single day. But yesterday was one of those shows. It, just, it was one of those great shows. I didn't have to do a lot of topics. I just told you about a trip, and it was crazy. By the way, if you're like, fuck, I missed it. It's all right, man. It lives at ArnieRadio.com. All you got to do is go there, go down to subscriptions, hit subscription, go $3 a month. That's it. $3 a month. And he's on every single day. Pretty much, yeah. And bam, you can hear yesterday's show. It's that easy. Let's get to some good mornings here. Uh, now, now, look, I'll give credit where it's due. First one here today was Douglas, it looks like. Says good morning, ass family. Well, look at that. We are ready at hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. I'll give him credit, but but we gotta we gotta send out really good special vibes this morning to Ogre. He signed off yesterday. Audio's familiar. Hope I don't die under the knife or get paralyzed. Ogre's having back surgery today, so we we gotta send all of our our good ass family vibes to Ogre's way, and he's getting it done in New Mexico for Christ's sake. I'm, I'm not sure if there's a witch doctor doing it or what. I just want my friend to come through it safe. So sending good vibes your way, Ogre. Uh, Andrew says, good morning, ass family. Happy hump day, hump day, hump day. A- am I really first? No, no, you you, you weren't first. No. Straight Fire says, kick ass. I'm first on hump no, day, no, no, hump no. day, hump day. Straight Fire, you weren't. But, hey, hey that's a good effort. Hangtown Jen says, good morning, ass family. Happy hump day, hump day, hump day. It's my last of seven days off. Gosh, it's been nice. Yes, I can imagine. David Garza, good morning, my friend. Hump day, hump day, hump day. He says that to the ass family. Uh, my man DNA says, good morning, Arnie and ass family. Morgan, what is shaking up in Reno? Tim in Grass Valley, happy. Hump day, hump day, hump day. Now, I, I played two songs before the show. I played uh, M.I.A. and uh, the Ting Tings. Ting Tings was on when I heard I Live This Song. You mean you love that song? Is that what it is? I, I, I don't know how you live it unless people don't know your name. Uh, Kale says, according to my chat log, Andrew was first, okay? Sassy Pammy, the home wrecker. She says, good morning. Good morning, Sassy Pammy. How are you? 
Braddy Kit, good morning. I hope you have a wonderful day. Doug says, weird, I logged on before him, and it shows my message before Andrew. Oh, well, I self-identify as first anyway. Am I late? Give me a hump or two. All right, Dave. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, New Mexico, land of the opiates. Ogre will be fine. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, holy shit. Uh, okay, we're, we're not starting the show yet, right? Right. Uh, of course not. No, we can't start the show just yet because we got to do this. T-shirt time? Oh, it is. All kind of t-shirt it's time. back. It's back, it's motherfucker. T-shirt time. Woo! It's T-shirt time. Everybody knows better. it's T-shirt time. So nice. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Oh my God! Shut up now. You shut up, Angelina. I smack you in the mouth. Today's T-shirt. Uh, I don't have a lot of yellow shirts. Matter of fact, I don't have it. Well, I have one. I have an old Sun Records t-shirt. So I, I was like, you know what? Let's do this one in yellow because I don't like white t-shirts anymore because that's too easy to spill on. I, I the, If you know anything about wrestling, the reason why they change it to the WWE from WWF is because the World Wildlife Foundation. They had WWF moniker long before the wrestling organization did. So they went through court and they made WWE change their name. I still use WWF. So uh, the, their logo is usually two pandas, and it says WWF underneath it. So I've got two pandas, WWF underneath it. One of the pandas is about to hit the other one with a chair, and that panda's already been busted open. Good God! It's Panda Wars. It's pandemonium. <laughs> oh, I like that one. That, that, that's good shit. Uh, by the way, we got new T-shirts uh, the rest of this week, so look forward to that. Uh, I did pick up a shirt yesterday when I when I got my my new uh, WWF shirt. <laughs> I have a, I have the same shirt, just a lot less X's on the size. Uh, Christopher says it's T-shirt time, bitches. Yes, yeah, I had him put the blood on it because I've seen it before without the blood, so the blood is kind of unique to mine. At least I think it is. As long as it's not a pandemic. Hey, now. <laughs> if you're confused by WWF meaning wrestling or animals, that a lawsuit had to occur, then this building will say, here's your sign. I know, right? That was so stupid. I remember when all that was going down, WWF had to change all their shit. I'm like, that's really? All right. Well, whatever. You fucking assholes. Oh, god damn it. The fucking blue things went away again. Shit. God dang it. I got to try to remember who's up here and what's going on. Oh, sometimes this computer pisses me the fuck off. Boy, there is a lot to talk about today. There is a lot of stupidity in this world. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, more so than usual. And that, that takes a lot to say. But I haven't started the show yet because... Because we, we did T-shirt time. Okay, so I got T-shirts. Um, by the way, the picture I put up yesterday did not do justice. I, I, I think because I, I had a little leftovers this morning. Hutchins Barbecue is was the best barbecue I ever had. And, and for regular folks, it's, good, it, it, it's great. We went to a place yesterday on Greenville Avenue in Dallas. It's called Oaked. 
Look it up. O-A-K apostrophe D. Now, like, they ain't paying me to do this. All you got to do is pay me in them damn beef ribs. So, I've never seen Wagyu brisket before. Okay, regular, you can get prime brisket. Prime brisket is fantastic. Wagyu is just another step ahead. That means it's it's way more marbled. It's got more fat in there. And these aren't traditional Japanese ones. These are American bred Wagyu. So, it ain't real, real, real Wagyu. Because I don't think you could afford the brisket. I, I, I think if you were to buy a whole big-ass brisket like you get in the store, that's something that would probably cost you $10,000 if, if, if you got a real Wagyu one. So I, I think that what they're doing is they're doing the American version, which is still really expensive. So I had the Wagyu brisket, which did actually, e- even the lean part melts in your mouth. That's how good it was. But then I had to get a beef rib. Because I usually don't, I, the beef ribs, they're tough sometimes. But a Wagyu beef rib, let me just tell you right now, that was, that, that was such pleasure in my mouth. I, I, I finally felt like Jenna Jameson. I, 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 I mean, really, it was that good. So oaked now is my, and, and the barbecue sauce was fucking outrageously good. Mac and cheese, eh. But see, here's the thing. I can't compare anything now to mac and cheese that isn't Hattie B's. Hattie B's is the greatest mac and cheese I've ever had. But yeah, a Wagyu beef rib, oh my God. And they have all kinds of sides there. Really, like, cool place, you know, Nothing fancy. I, I thought it was on Greenville Avenue. It was going to be kind of weird. It's fucking great, man. Awesome, awesome place. So if you're ever in Dallas, you either go to Hutchins or you go to Oaked. If you go anywhere else, I'm going to kick you square in the fucking ass. You hear me? I, I, I'm not playing. If you get me an email saying, hey, Arnie, we visited the Metroplex. We went for some barbecue and we went to yeah, Rimrods or whatever the fuck. We didn't get to either Hutchins or Oaked. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find your address, cause I have people. I'm gonna show up at your house and I'm gonna kick you square in the ass. That's what I'm gonna do. Y'all want real Texas barbecue? Those are the places. Now I've got a trip coming up in August. See, this is this is my new thing now. I'm hunting for the best barbecue in the state. Uh, Mm, oh, boy. There's some burp right there with some fucking barbecue sauce in it. Now, I was going to eat at that place, Franklin's, down in Austin. But, but I have nothing but uh, fuck yous for them since they can't open their damn restaurant because they're all a bunch of damn hippies. So there, there, there's a place, I think it's called Lockhart's. I think, I think that's the name of it. And that's where Gordon Ramsay ate. And he said it was the best barbecue we ever ate. It's on the way to Austin, and since I'm going to Austin next month to see a Limp Biscuit, yeah! Did everybody hear that? That I'm going to see Limp Biscuit, yeah! So fired up, so fired up. Good morning, Alicia. That we're gonna we're gonna try that that barbecue place out too. So I, I mean, look, man, I, I'm doing this for y'all because I know that y'all are gonna end up. Either moving to Texas or at least visiting Texas. 
I don't want you to come here and, and not have any ideas. So this is why I'm doing this barbecue test for y'all. Okay? Got that? All right. Can we start the show yet? Anything else I need to talk about? Last night, Rangers whooped ass. Nothing else is really on TV. Tuesday night. Tuesday night TV sucks, man. I'm ready for the new seasons to start. By the way, the the Yellowstone, Yellowstone's going to start sometime in the fall. I, they had their weekend, and they had a preview. I, I might have talked about it a little bit yesterday. i tell you this right now. I'm pissed. I'm ready for it to start right now. Hmm. Uh, all right. Now we can start the show. I, I'm sorry. I had to answer a personal text there. Something bummed me out there. Uh, let's see. It'll always be WFF in my heart. Absolutely. All right. Let's start the show, shall we? Donald Trump's former uh, physician at the White House, uh, Ronnie Jackson. Arnie, you need to start hitting up Texas real estate offices for sponsors because you know we want to move here. Oh, I, I've got a couple people. I, I, I know a couple people in the real estate game, and, and, and let, let me tell you, the real estate game that they're at, they're partnered with Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. If you can't sell a house partnered with Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott in Texas, I don't know what the fuck you're doing in real estate. But, yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, you're, 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 you're in my headset there, uh, Tim. Arise, good morning to you, sister. How is Choklahoma this morning? If only we could fly and keep rolling, rolling, rolling. But we did it all for the nookie. Oh, don't get me, don't get me excited. Don't get me too excited. I mean, I gotta wait a goddamn month for this show. And I know a lot of y'all are saying, "Oh, no, them biscuit days suck." But I mean, when you hear this, uh oh, uh oh, oh, I'm bringing it. Oh, God dang. I can't do that. I can't do that. It gets me too worked up. Anyway, this doctor, Dr. Fella. And spirit. You can too strong to this be a or too strong strong not string strong or too strong to have this be any of as much as you can. Y'all are too strong. Yep, they are too strong. Uh, at the new job, and it's so much better than OU. Well, that's good. I, I'm glad. To, I'm glad to see that. Okay. Enough of the damn text messages back and forth. Let's get the show started. 
Bam. Donald Trump's former White House physician, Ronnie Jackson, who's also a representative, has called for President Joe Biden to be given a cognitive test to determine his mental fitness. This comes after a couple days where I guess Donald Trump just had one of these tests and he aced it. At least that's what he said. Joe Biden doesn't want to fucking go anywhere near a cognitive test. Joe Biden has to study for a fucking piss test. They will, (laughs) there is nobody outside of everyone on the right saying, yes, take a cognitive test. I, I, you know, that would be, and see, here, here's the funny thing. Here, here's something funny. And I know that we're in the summer right now and there's no new Saturday Night Lives or anything like that. But can you think about how funny that bit would be on Saturday Night Live? Joe Biden doing a cognitive test. He has understudy for those. Oh, but yeah, I mean, they could do, okay, uh, Mr. President, we're going to do a game of word association. I say word, you say the first thing that comes to your mind. All right, Mr. Biden, uh, are, are, are you ready? Would you, would you like to start? Okay, here we go. Uh, God damn, where's all my shit here? Uh, when I say um, cat, what do you think, Mr. Biden? Come on, man. Come on, man. Okay. Uh, dog. The same stable genius who said the biggest problem we had in the Revolutionary War is we didn't have enough airports. Whoa. I, sir, I, I just said dog. That, 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 okay. Um, scared. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Okay, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Happy. I promise you, the president has a big stick. That, that That's not really happy, sir. Um, angry. I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't, I, I probably shouldn't say. Anyway. Oh, we've got a call in. Uh, uh, he gets stumped by this one. What is your name? And uh, it's not about... Your rights, it's about your responsibilities as an American. Joe, where do you stand on trans athletes? I remember walking in in the Senate chamber, uh, in the Senate gym, uh, like in a YMCA, the, uh, the men walk around between the shower and the stalls with nothing on. I felt guilty I was fully clothed. So you, you don't really have anything to say about that. You, would you like to go back to the Word Association? Rich. We still have great comedy out there. There's always rambling Joe. Oh, wait, that's not the right one. Uh, Rich. I'm going to get in trouble with my, my staff. Yeah, go ahead. But I pretend that you didn't answer you. Poor. How could I be the president of the United States of America? That one, I, that one stumps me, sir. Richard's just damn it. I'm trying to drive here. Um, Joe, uh, let, let me ask you a question. What's 400 plus 200? Nothing to tackle the number one job facing the middle class. And it happens to be a three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, jobs. Well, your your math skills are terrible. They are awful. 
One, one more. Uh, Joe America. Joe, pay attention. Joe America. This country is doomed. It is doomed, not just because of African Americans, but because by 2040, this country is going to be minority white European. Joe, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with today? One time I put a firefly in my butthole to make my farts glow. Dr. Jill, anything that you would like to say? Where that child is going to grow up to be on Dateline. Oh, oh, I I do believe that, that, that Joe right now has the microphone again. And a guitar. When you're riding in your sleigh, hear some spray diarrhea. Joe. When you're climbing up a mountain, your butt becomes a fountain diarrhea. Now, come on. No. No, he doesn't need a cognitive test at all. I, I think Joe Biden is fine and dandy, just the way he is. Oh, man. Oh, th- this guy, I, I tell you what, he is too comic gold to let go. He really is. See, and I think that's why the media was so mad at Trump and hated Trump so much is Trump didn't turn into the cartoon that they turned him into. Look, he, he made some faux pas here and there, but they had to change shit up. And that's why they're so mad at him, because he didn't live up to the caricature that they all envisioned Donald Trump being. Joe Biden, on the other hand, and you remember the characters you'd see, like the them people drawing on the streets and shit? Joe Biden is in the dune buggy with a gal with gigantic boobs flying a big old gigantic kite with his big aviator sunglasses on. Joe Biden is that caricature. Someone needs to send this to Tucker. I could see him using it for a bit. Hey, send it to Tucker Carlson. He can can have part of it. He knows I'm right. Look, this is the sad part. This is the sad part about our 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 leader in an office that we're we're to respect. And I still do respect the office of president. Doesn't mean I have to respect the man in the office, but I respect the office. I will stand for him. I hate calling him Mr. President, but I I, I have to because I don't want to go down that same road that the shit tards did. When it was Donald Trump, because to me, that's an assault on the presidency. When you say, oh, yeah, he's not my president. Okay, then get out of our country. Unfortunately, this guy is our president. That's the sad part about it all. And I know they got the recounts going and all that shit. And until, until, until that day. And it probably won't come. But I'd like to see it. It would be great if it did. We will have to admit that Joe Biden was our president at one time in this country. That's the sad part. Now, if they find out that it was cheated 
and we take that away, then we'll have to say that Joe Biden was never our president. He was cheated. But until that day, yeah, he is still, and, and until that day, we are a fucking laughing stock. I mean, I watched a video last night on the, uh, the richest family in uh, the UAE, United Arab Emirates, uh, you know, Dubai. You know, Dubai has been built over the last 20 years. I mean, you look at that city. You look at all that stuff. You look at all that shit. It's amazing. And that's all been built in 20 years. 20. They have made, they're making breakthroughs in, in technology and in science there. Now, look, I know it's not a free place. I, 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 no, 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 but... I'm not trying to compare it at all. I'm just saying, look what they can do in 20 years. Now, I don't know how, what they paid their laborers to do and things like that. But it can be done. The, the, the sheik or sheikh, whatever they, it is, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to be disrespectful because he could probably have me assassinated real quickly. Um, but this sheikh fella, he walks the streets without guards. And he's the ruling, he's the premier of Dubai and, and the whole UAE. Walks the streets with no security because their crime rate is at about a zero. Because I don't want, I'll tell you this right now, I don't want to fuck up over there. Mm-mm. No siree, Bob. Mm-mm. Well, your mama. Well, your mama too, lady. What's this one? Uncle Arnie came down with a bad case of the shingles. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what you're going to have to tell people if I ever go to the United Arab Emirates. Because I'm probably going to do something that gets me arrested. I, I, I ain't going to lie. It's me. Okay? I might be wearing a shirt that has a dirty word on it. I might have a dip in and spin on the street. And that can be a punishable by like 10 years in prison. Okay? I know that I don't have any rights over there. One reason why I don't travel to those places. A lot of people a lot of people don't realize that once you leave American soil, your rights. The only rights that you have left now are your human rights. You ain't got civil rights. You ain't got the fucking freedom of speech anymore. Once you're away from America. And see. I think this is a big reason why the rest of the world doesn't like us. Because nobody wants to think that way. We're Americans. First of all, we are Americans. And second of all, we are better than the rest of the world. I full on believe that. But I know if I'm in their part of the world, I have to play by their rules. So I, I, even, even as a kid, I mean, early 20s, when that kid fucking got, uh, was in Singapore, and he got caned. And they wanted the State Department to step in and the president to step in. Even as a kid, I was like, no, he fucked up, man. You, you, you can't do graffiti over in Singapore. They're going to whip your ass with a kendo stick. I got no problem with that. If I fucking, my dad even told, my dad told me in high school. My first trip down to Padre Island for spring break. Said, boy, if you get arrested in Mexico, do not call me. 
I asked him about that. You know, I was like, why? He goes, well, first of all, it's going to teach you a lesson not to fuck up when you're not on American soil. It's going to teach you about leaving American soil, and we don't have enough money to buy you out. Mm-hmm. Straight fire, amen. That's what you can be accomplished when you have a population that doesn't have to worry about deciding which bathroom to use. Amen. So, uh, last week, I know we talked about this. And it seems like the, um, the White House has made a decision. And I, if I didn't have a lot of respect for Joe Biden before, I have even less now. It seems that the Afghan allies that we had, the interpreters, who, you know, pretty much committed treason in their home countries, it looks like the U.S. is going to leave them there. But that right there is... Uh, I got to say, that's pretty fucking disgusting. Now, there are some uh, members of Congress who spoke at a rally on Friday demanding that the president actually reverse this and bring these people here. Uh, According to the motion, evacuate our allies now. I'm asking the administration for three things. One, adopt our plan and come up with a better one. Second, we need a commander. Uh, We need someone who is in charge of this and accountable for getting it done. And third, we need a promise. I don't want to hear two months from now we've run out of time. We cannot leave anyone behind. Uh, They want to give them special visas. (laughs) You should have joined a caravan and voted Democrat. Uh, Richard says chicken shit. These people should be able to get out of there, and they should be able to get their families out of there. I, I, I know the only the story of this, but it did eventually happen. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Lone Survivor, you know about Marcus Luttrell. Lone Survivor is the Marky Mark movie where he played uh, Marcus Luttrell on Operation Red Wings. I know, get your laughs out now. It's called Red Wings true story about what happened when an entire SEAL team was killed, except one guy, Marcus Luttrell, and the the Afghani, I believe he was Afghan, I don't, don't want to mess it all up, but that took care of Marcus Luttrell, who got away, and then fought to keep him protected until the United States showed up. That guy had a hard time getting out of the country. Marcus Sutrell wanted, he, I mean, he was trying to sponsor it. He finally got some senators together from, the state to, from, from certain states, and they got it done. The guy lives in Texas now. And by the way, rightfully so. This, this is, who said it? Richard, I... I I, I, I want to second your comment, saying this is one of the most chicken shit things I've ever seen our federal government do. Ever. 
I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat and you're behind this. Uh, I, I, say, I, I say your time is done. I say your time is done. And I say this also to these celebrities, to these people who want to shit all over the 4th of July saying they aren't proud to be Americans, then I am done with you. Get the fuck out! Why, oh, why can't one of these... And, and, and here's the thing. None of these people will ever come on my show. A, I'm not big enough. It's not going to help them. And B, they're afraid, and they don't want to answer the fucking question because nobody asks them. If you hate this country so much, why do you live here? Please tell me. We can go anywhere in the world we pretty much want to. If you want to go to China and live there, you can go there. You can go to fucking Iraq. Young Harm, what is up, my man? How are you, my friend? Oh, man, we do have a celebrity-ass deathmatch today, too, by the way. Saturday Night Live. Reoccurring characters. Looking forward to that. Oh, and by the way, Young Harm sent me something today. I think I'm, I'm, I might put this up a, a little bit later to have people vote on it. We might have the new T-shirt idea ready. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But good morning, my friend. We brought the Hmong people here after Vietnam. We can bring the uh, the Afghan allies back here too. Yes. You know, let's give the Afghan allies, you know, the people that care about this country, how about we give them Alyssa Milano's house? She hates it here. She talks about the slaughtering of Native Americans. I, I'm just fucking done with. Um, you know, all these people hate this country. They have nice big fucking houses. Hey, get the fuck out. Let these people who helped our, our, our brothers and sisters, our sons and daughters, our nieces and nephews, who were in theater, who kept them alive, while your fucking pansy ass is over here bitching about the orange man. Get out. Get the fuck out. We, we, need to, we need to treat this country like a damn holiday inn. You don't love it? Check out time is up now. Are there things that, that anger me about this country? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Believe me. I, I wish we did... Worse things to pedophiles and rapists. Those people should be given the death that Look, man, you know what I hate about this country is how soft we are. If we're here to deter crimes, you see, this is what this is what the cartel gets right. But we, the people here in America, we have all these rights. When the cartel wants to deter someone from doing something, 
one of their tactics is they cut off a person's face and they sew it to a soccer ball. Now, I'm betting that people know what soccer ball face did, and I'm betting they're going to be deterred from ever even thinking about it because they don't want their face to be a soccer ball. Now, I'm not saying quite go that far, but that's what deterring a crime should be like. They don't leave because they see the haters taking over and they're just waiting until their liberal paradise turns us into an authoritarian communist state. Yes. Well, but here's the funny thing. Stay away from the border. No, I will, Harrison. Uh... The funny thing is, is that, yes, you can fear something like that, but the good news is, is that, see, these people are so fast forward and driven in their wokeness, and they're driven in their, what can we ban next, that they always go too far, and then they start stepping on each other's toes. This court case down, th- this thing yesterday, when we talked about it on the air, we really hit it out of the park. All of us put it all together. The transsexual that was getting a, a day spa treatment and, and, and then showed their private areas, allegedly, it's all alleged, okay, to a kid. And the spa did nothing about it because they allowed transgenders to be there. Okay. See, here's the problem. Everybody looked at this the wrong way. They, they're not looking at this person like a trans person. They're not looking at this person anything more than a pedophile. And they don't want a pedophile in, in their spa. When I say pedophile, everybody thinks man. We have story after story after story about all these teachers. By the way, these teachers who are having sex with boys, they are pedophiles. That's a pedophile. That's what this person was. I I don't care if they were male or female. They were transitioning. We talked about it yesterday. But the problem is now you have those groups, the trans groups, and then these other groups saying that they shouldn't be in there, but they should be in there. And then there's all this infighting that goes on. This is why they will never, ever get all the way in charge. It's because their fragile little egos won't let that happen. It won't let them be wrong. I've been wrong so many times in my life that I I don't feel like it's a cop-out when I say, well, I was wrong, because I have been wrong. I have made mistakes. We've all made mistakes along the way. And I admit to my mistakes. But see, the problem is the other side, they can't. They think if they admit to it, they lost. It's not true. You just didn't get that one right. You you haven't lost anything. This isn't a competition. Maybe it's because they were beat down so much as kids and they never won a competition. I don't know how far this goes back. But I, I, I can see that. 
It's just that they can't be wrong. They cannot be wrong. No matter what, they can't be wrong. This is, and, and, and if you say that I'm speaking it wrong, remember the new math, that 2 plus 2 can equal 7. All you got to do is prove it. I, I, I don't even know what that fucking means. But that's the new math. And then we heard that math is actually nothing but for white supremacists. Remember that? Yeah, I heard about that. Do you see what I'm doing? Everywhere that they are, they have conflicting each other. They're, they're beating each other back. So this is what we have to do. We have to laugh about it. And I look, I get upset at this shit just as much as you guys do. Just let that side tire itself out because it's going to beat itself up. I mean, look, look, Joe Biden stepped in the shit again already. Corn Pop was a bad dude. When the White House says... Ransomware attacks are are not yet attributed to, and uh, Russia really look. We we weren't really hurt by these ransomware attacks recently. That's pretty much what they said. Oh, uh, we we don't know if Russia's done it. And by the way, if they did, it, it's not like it's really. Really? You're going to be okay with cyber attacks now? I'm not okay with cyber attacks. Actually, it kind of freaks me the fuck out. Uh, Since Biden and Putin met nearly three weeks ago, talks between the U.S. and Russia have continued. An expert-level meeting, so Joe Biden won't be there. (laughs) Between the two sides will take place next week about the issue of ransomware attacks. Uh, Can I I open that? uh, uh, So these ransomware, can you imagine? Can you imagine trying to brief him on ransomware, Uh, Mr. President? uh, Okay, so who'd they get? Did they get your kids? Uh, sorry, this this is a different ransom. I saw the Mel Gibson movie. I know what it's all about, pal. I've got a briefcase, and it's got $25,000 in there. Can't you see that? That, that? that in his dementia, he believes he's reverting back to an action star he never was. Oh, oh, the, the, the Republicans. Oh, it was done yesterday, and I don't have the story because I only saw it in passing, and I laughed really hard. Joe Biden, is I guess he had the Dodgers at the White House recently. And he talked about being in the congressional softball or baseball game and how at the old baseball stadium in Washington, D.C., RFK, he went out there and he clubbed one like 386 off the fence. Uh-oh, Joe. Uh-oh. Politico has called you out, you lying son of a bitch. The truth is, Joe Biden was late 
He played two innings, and he weakly grounded out to the second baseman. And by the way, the game was never at RFK. Oh, Joe. Joe, say it ain't so. <laughs> you see, Rand Paul was like, oh, that was my dad. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's so funny whenever Politico decides to actually do their job. There's a great meme going around on social media. It's got Joe Bo- Biden pointing. And I think so, somebody here on the ass show put it on the ass page. Says, isn't it funny how nobody gets fact-checked when they call Biden an idiot? Oh, my gosh. They, I mean, look, it's bad, and, and I know it's bad out there, America. I, I know it's horrible. But you got you, you just find the humor in him. Yeah, if that was Trump, CNN would say Trump brags about beating a man with a bat. Uh, by the way, today's jokes on TikTok. Uh, why did Whitney Houston snort artificial sweetener? She thought it was Diet Coke. Uh, what's the difference between Anderson Cooper and a microwave? A microwave can't brown the meat. <laughs> the last one. What do Bob Barker and Michael Vick have in common? They both did their part for animal popula- or pet population control. David Letterman, 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 jokes, jokes, jokes. Oh, man. Young Harmer's laughing. Uh, All right, all right, let's see, what do we got next? Oh, this global minimum tax. I don't get the Cooper one. Well, you, you think about it, if you put meat in the microwave, it doesn't brown, but if you put meat in... Anderson Cooper, he can brown the meat. Pumpernickel. Uh, this global minimum tax that Joe Biden decided to hand out while he was at that summit. Yep, yep, nine nations said no. Nope, sorry about that, pal. We're going to shoot your ass down. Yeah, they want to raise all those taxes, and, and yeah, the rest of the world is like, yeah, fuck you, Joe. We know that shit don't work. Now, boy, oh boy, we, you know what? We've got so many good stories today. I, I tell you what, we'll do, uh, we'll do these Cuomos, and then we're gonna do the death match, and then we got two really interesting stories about things that are happening in the world, and then the rest of the story. And all that kind of good stuff. But first, yeah, this first one. 
Governor Andrew Cuomo has signed an executive order. This is the idiot New York. Declaring a first-in-the-nation disaster emergency on gun violence. Um, he started his press conference, New York response to the coronavirus. 51 people died over the 4th of July weekend, while only 13 suffered COVID deaths. We went from one epidemic to another. Yeah, because you defunded the police, you stupid fuck. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, for the executive order, he said that uh, everyone in the state, I want you to understand the extent of the problem. I want you to understand how serious this is. Gun violence is the number one cause of premature death in the U.S. He added, gun violence is not only taking a human toll, it's taking an economic toll. So we have no choice but to address it. It's the right thing to do. So what is he doing? Oh. Uh, He wants to go after firearm sales and gun manufacturers. First legislation opens the door for anyone to take legal action against a gun manufacturer using the argument that the product creates a public nuisance. Products made by gun manufacturers be considered public nuisances even if the gun manufacturer did not purposely cause harm to the public. Oh my God! You want to sue the gun makers? Okay. Oh, God damn it! Okay, here we go. You ready? You ready? You're gonna you're gonna sue the gun makers for for providing us something that we actually have a God given right to. Okay, okay, okay. You you got me. You got me. These are public nuisances. Well, let me ask a little quick question. What what what's about? Add two to four thousand pounds and goes vroom vroom. That's right, a car. A car could be deemed a public nuisance, could it not? I do believe it could. So how about this? The next time a car crash happens, no, a, a DUI. A single, a single DUI death. Somebody's driving home late at night. They're hammered. They hit a, a lane divider head on. Die. That person's family should be able to sue the auto manufacturer because that car is a public nuisance. And here's the key. Here's the key. You don't have a right to do that. Oh, I just I just stopped the auto industry. I just did, I finally did it. Elon Musk, you can give me a call. You you, you can have my people, uh, which is me or Braddy Kid, or sometimes Dave Co. Um, we can talk about this. We can get we I can get every gas powered car off the road within months. Because if Cuomo can pass this law against something we have the right to do, well, fuck it. It's a privilege to drive, motherfuckers. 
So guess what? You're going to drive, then uh, you got to be able to hold every car manufacturer responsible. Now, I'm not talking about recalls and shit like that. I'm just talking about accidents. Oh. Can I sue my fork for making me fat? Dave Co. I know that's a joke, and here's the thing. That was tried before, not with a fork. It was tried on the McDonald's of the world and things like that. And it was pretty much laughed out of out of everywhere. Because, see, fat people are still the one people that you can make fun of. And, and I'm fat, and I'm okay with that, because I make fun of everybody, including fat people. Maybe now. Maybe now would be the time to try to sue manufacturers like McDonald's and Burger King and things like that. Maybe now, because we, we have completely jumped the shark. If this happens, I'm going to sue someone's mama for making them. Why not? Why not? Let's say the oh, well, I, I, you know, we've probably seen it. It's probably been laughed out of court, but maybe, you know, some wealthy people had a kid. Kid was a fucking serial killer. And then they tried to sue the kid's family, uh, the, the serial killer's family. The serial killer's family had nothing to do with it. Yeah, they, I mean, they raised him and everything, but they didn't commit the murders. Sawyer's dead, yes. If a terrorist blows up a plane, can we sue the plane manufacturer? Yes, because they gave them a target. Dude, if they, look, look, the, the whole point of this, <laughs> Cuomo can eat a bag of dicks. Fuck that mass murderer. Uh, hold on a second here. Dave Co., what up? Hey, buddy. Okay. So there might be a downside to this. I'll listen to anyone that might say there'd be a wrong way. This is the wrong way to go. But what would happen? Well, first off, when people get put in prison, without the possibility of parole, mm-hmm. life sentence without, is that really true, or do they come up after 25 years and get a parole hearing? Depends. Or is that really true? No, it, it, it depends. That's one of those things that, because I, I saw something on TV recently that said that they're serving 30 to life, but they can do parole in, you know, in, in 50 years or whatever. So I think after so, a while, because... Because they don't want to take care of these fucking old guys that have fucking issues later on in life because it costs too much money. Well, it just sounds like nothing is really true. So when Mm -hmm. they say, yeah, you get a life sentence or a double life sentence, is that really true? It's not true. And so I think I I think honestly, let me let me stop you. I think if it's a double life sentence, I think you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison. And then, but there's never a hearing. You're saying, you know, this is a logo. Like even the the Manson murder people, you know, mm-hmm. who are they? Van Horn or whatever. Like, right. He's even getting uh, parole meetings or whatever hearings or trying to. And it's like I don't understand why. If they say she's gonna die in prison, first off, I don't think that that's right. I'm. My whole point of this is. What would actually happen? Is there a downside to this if you went in and said, you know, we've changed our mind? 
if we've decided that you guys are not fit to be in society, we're also not going to feed you. And I've used the wood chipper thing, but in reality, what if you were commit, convicted of murder and there was just absolutely no doubt, videotaped, you mm-hmm. know, 18 eyewitnesses, blood all over you, Doesn't you know, matter. the smoking gun in your hand kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. What if they were just done with them? What if they went in there and cleaned house so there was nobody on death row, there was nobody in prison for life for murder? How would that change the attitude of people that take a gun? and commit violence rather that, than suing Remington or Colt. That's ridiculous. I, I, I honestly, I love how you put that question together because that would deter crime. It's exactly what you're saying. If they ran the through these people. Yeah, they, well, what we've done is we've made it easy. We've made it more easy just to sit back. I mean, it, depending on what state you're in, if you give somebody the death penalty, they get three automatic appeals. Mm. Now, and, and the only reason why they're going to court is because the state wants the death penalty on them. Nobody ever pleads. They'll plead guilty, and they'll save the – this is what happens. you got a serial killer, and if they pled guilty, which none of their egos will allow them to ever do that because they need to be the center of attention in the middle of a court case. That's, that's the thing about serial killers, okay? And if they were to just plead guilty to save all this trial money and everything, they would get life in prison, no possibility of parole, but they wouldn't get the death penalty. And they would plead down. But none of them ever accept that plea because there's some of them. There's two more appeals, two to three appeals you constitutionally get depending on what state you're in, which I think is for the fucking birds. So some of them appeal not because they're trying to say, "Hey, I was falsely accused. Hey, I'm innocent," but they appeal to try and change their mind, change the court's mind on the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true? Wait, say that again. I was reading some. <clears throat> Sorry. That's okay. Um, some of them aren't appealing to try and say, you know, hey, you, you got the wrong guy. I'm innocent, and I got convicted. I'm innocent. Some of them are p- appealing to try and change the court's mind on whether or not they deserve the death penalty. No, oh, absolutely they yeah. are, and and they have okay, these that, automatic have appeals. Well, we it, have time for that. It's well, not a question of whether you I did under- it. You Dave, did it. I understand. I understand. But you have to change the law in the state first. No, I get, I know, and I'm and that's the frustrating whole... part. That's uh, look, I understand why you're frustrated. Uh, Harrison gives a great example. Texas kills death penalty people every month, yet murders still happen. So whatever well, we're doing, we're not doing it to deter crime. Whatever's happening isn't. And by the way, these prisons aren't making people into stand-up citizens for the most part. They're making them into a lot better criminals because it's like a fucking breeding ground for 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 bad. I'm not yeah, saying and a that lot of them go a lot of them go into prison and they're stinking heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Sure. Now, and, and look, until you you fix the entire system, then we're going to have shows like this and we're going to bitch like this and, and nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. No, you're right. No, you're right. I just, 
I, is there a downside to doing that? Is that I mean, any of the listeners that have just heard this conversation, there, there is going a downside. In a cleaning house, does anyone say no? That's just the wrong way to go, and here's why. Because I've never heard that argument. Here's why. What if they find new DNA evidence? Oopsie. No oopsie. That sucks. No, no, no. That if they find new DNA evidence, or they find you know some hidden videotape that shows that that person did, that stinks. But stinks. what is? I think you more people died of COVID. Somebody. <laughs> well, I mean, you that one's going to be that one's going to be a tough one. I can one. live with those numbers. Hey, in you, dealing with COVID, you've said, you know what? The oh, percentage I, I, of people that die, I can live with that Dave number. Co, is Dave there Co. a number of innocent people that die when they shouldn't have in prison? Dave Coe, Dave Coe. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying I, I, for the most part, agree. But, I mean, oopsie. Oopsie is just a bad thing to say. Was, you can't really go, was oopsie. Bad. You know, okay. All right. I shouldn't have said oopsie. But Our bad. There's, there's, a, there's a number. Uh, you know, with the countries go to war, and they, they have uh, uh, collateral damage that they're willing to live with. Oh, sure. For the overall what they call good yeah you know oh i agree that's my point and yeah the whole thing stinks it'll never get fixed but i don't know i'm driving to work and you pushed my button i thought i would call and rant let me let me give you one more scenario here okay okay what if that inmate that you're talking about running through and doing all that kind of stuff and that the whoopsie happens Uh uh-huh what if that inmate's your brother Oh, you know I don't like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love my brother. I'm just no, I know. It stinks. It does. It stinks. Though that that would be terrible. But that's really not what I'm talking about. No, I'm no, no, about. no. It is. But it, I mean, when we whittle it all the way down. Okay, yeah. we'll whittle it down to this. I'm talking about the the smoking gun. I'm talking. They're, and they're, they're totally was. guilty. You take a guy like Charles Manson. Yeah. Who, by the way, didn't the commit any he, of the crimes. That's what I'm saying. He didn't. Just, he doesn't deserve the death penalty well, because he didn't. Well, that's do why it. it was taken away. Right. And I agree with that. So okay. I, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. But the person that actually did it, Tex, you know, yeah, okay. That he, there's no question. That he did, didn't do it. He did it. They proved that mm-hmm. beyond a shadow of a doubt. He didn't even deny it. You know, Van mm-hmm. Housen, they didn't deny that they did it. So we're done here. Uh, hey, I, I wish it worked that way, Dave. I really do. I, I do wish it worked that way. Well, you know what? I'm inspired. I'm going to make some calls. By tomorrow, it'll happen. <laughs> okay, Dave. I appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> They're going to call it the Dave Law. <laughs> I'm going to have lunch with Brad Pitt. Okay, good, good. Wow, <laughs> you're dropping that one again, huh? <laughs> Boom. By the way, we got your characters coming up here in just a little bit, buddy. I love it, my friend. I am going to go drive some nails. All right, buddy. Take care. See ya. Uh, Dave Coe's on fire. Wait, wait, Charles Manson doesn't deserve the death penalty? Well, no, because he didn't kill anybody. He told people to kill him. Charles Manson, look, Charles Manson deserved to be in prison. And he, that he was, he was tried. He was given the death penalty. Then the death penalty was rescinded in California. When it got taken back, then he didn't have it anymore. So, it's one of those things. Do I think that the world is a better place? Look. I am going by according to the law. That's what I go by. 
Now, if you're asking me, fuck yeah. Oh, I, I think somebody that fucking shoots a dog deserves a fucking death penalty. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going by the law. Charles Manson told those people to kill him. And they did it. And he was he was convicted on that. But he, he didn't stab him. He didn't rip the baby out of that lady's stomach. No. Told them to. Is the world a better place without Charles Manson? A hundred percent better. God. I, I worked out with the prison guard. I'm, I'm going to do a Dave Co. here. I'm going to do a name drop, even though I'm not dropping a name. He inspired me. I used to work out with a prison guard when I lived in Sacramento. And he worked at the psychiatric place where Manson spent a lot of time. Charles Manson used to play with his poop. Okay, this the, the guy is fucking nuttier than squirrel shit. Uh. He should have died a long time before he did. Uh, let's see. Uh, people are wrongly convicted daily. I hate it for it to be me or a family member that gets fried when they did nothing wrong. More than a whoopsie. <laughs> whoopsie. That was just such a great response by Dave Co. Whoopsie. Oh, <laughs> oh, all right. No, but, but this Cuomo thing wanting to sue gun manufacturers, what a fucking tard this guy is. And by the way, he passed it on down to his daughter. His daughter, Michaela, who declares herself demisexual. D-E-M-I-S-E-X-U-A-L. Last month, she came out as queer. Demisexual people only feel sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond with. So, huh? What? Is this a new one now? Oh, Jesus. Oh, the LBTQI. What is this, S? Pretty soon we're not going to have an alphabet left, people. Uh, That's not how accountability works. That's like saying I'm watching a murder happen but did nothing to stop it. I'd still be responsible for that person's death, right? Wild. Depends. It depends. You're an innocent bystander that stumbles upon it because that's what happened. Something recently happened in Georgia. Uh, a golf pro. The story broke over the weekend that golf pro guy had driven a, a pickup truck into a sand trap and shot a golf pro. The story changed a lot yesterday in the last two days of reporting. There are two other bodies in the truck. And now it seems that the golf pro who who walked upon the scene and was murdered at the scene. Now, he's an innocent bystander who got killed, but if he saw these things happen as an innocent bystander, there are people who haven't reported murders for their own safety. I get it, but I get what you're saying as well. That one right there is, I think that one's a bigger responsibility in the morality department of that person 
who witnessed the death. Now, if you tell somebody to go out and kill them, that's different than just witnessing it. But yes, here, here, here we go with yet another weird, fluid, sexual name. When I was in elementary school, I feared that I was... Oh, I'm sorry, hold on. Let me read this the way she'd read it. When I was in elementary school, I feared that I was a lesbian. When I was in middle school, I came out to my family and close friends as bisexual. When I was in high school, I discovered pansexuality and thought, that's the flag for me. And I've recently learned more about demisexuality. And I believe that I identify reason with me the most. So you're a lesbian who's into long-term relationship. Great. Good for you. Awesome. Thanks for letting the world know. Shining a light on this new sexuality that we didn't, A, want to know about, and B, didn't need to know about as well. Uh, Let's see. Uh Uh-oh. Kevin Costner and his band are playing at Billy Bob's August 29th. Shit. I might go to that show and go, when Yellowstone coming back? That's all I'm going to say all night. When Yellowstone coming back? Oh, 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 uh-oh, uh-oh. Wait a second, I got to find the right, oh, man. Uh-oh. Whoa, I got to stop, I got I got a special Ask Arnie help here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh... Oof. We, we got to do deathmatch, though, first. So uh, let's see. Let me read what y'all wrote. Demisexual, is that someone who wants to have sex with Demi Moore, Demi Lovato? Well, if Demi Lovato's in there, then you're just weird. This isn't a person with gender issues. This is someone who is seeking a new identity. Also, someone who can't make up their mind. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so this is what we'll do. To the person that just sent me this email, I let me let me do the celebrity ass death match, and then we will come back and we will answer your question. Okay, uh, so there you go. Hold on a second here. Let's see. No, that's not what I want. I want this. That's the one I want. That's what I want because it is time for the return of celebrity ass death match. Saturday Night Live. All right, so Dave Co sent this idea in. I thought this is a great one. Back when Saturday Night Live was a great show, what made it a great show? All their iconic characters. So we're going to come up with the Mount Rushmore of greatest returning characters in Saturday Night Live history. Let's get it on. And here we go. This young man, pretty much my hero in comedy. Everything that he did, but especially motivational speaker, Matt Foley. Nothing, I I had never seen anything like that in my entire life. 
live in a van down by the river. Well, I frickin' God! I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Oh, Matt Foley, inspirational speaker, taking on the one-season wonder that everybody loved, played by Billy Crystal, Fernando. Oh, you look marvelous. You look marvelous. So I ask you, ask family, Matt Foley, Fernando, who ya got? Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Foley moves on. Next one. Oh, God damn. This one. The, the, oh. Classic. Dan Aykroyd played this character, and Garrett Morris was his man pimp. I give you, ladies and gentlemen, Fred Garvin, male prostitute. Taking on the modern-day version, but he ain't no hoe. He's the ladies' man. No, he doesn't sound like Dusty Rhodes because he's from Chicago. But, yes, he is Leon Phelps, the ladies' man. Fred Garvin versus the ladies' man. Ask family, who you got? took some doing. It took some time. But wow! Ladies and gentlemen, our winner is the ladies' man, Leon Phelps. God damn. If you've never seen that movie, do yourself a favor and watch it. And it is just, it, it's funny. Oh, man. One of the most iconic characters ever in Saturday Night Live history. And it's sad that it happened during the Seth Meyers era of Weekend Update. But the Bill Hader character of Stefan, the one who would describe nightlife, Stefan taking on Adam Sandler's canteen boy. The canteen boy who was groped by Alec Baldwin. So I ask you, ask family. Between Canteen Boy and and Stefan, who you got? Ah. 
this one, this one. It came down to it, but Stefan moved on. I feel I was a young child when SNL was good. I'm not recognizing all of these. Oh, man. All right. Maybe you'll recognize these ones. Oh, another one-hit wonder from Martin Short. But I love this character so much, I must say. He had that weird haircut, and he loved Pat Sajak, I must say. The one and only Ed Grimley. Taking on one of my all-time favorite characters. I loved it. Kristen, uh, whatever her name was, uh, who did the Target lady. The lady who would check you out. Welcome to Target. I love the Target lady. So here we go. Ed Grimley versus the Target lady. Ask family. Who you got? To see whose face gets etched on there. I ask you, ask family, this tough question. Motivational speaker Matt Foley. Live in a van down by the river. Taking on the ladies' man. Ooh, is that Cavassier? Ooh, I love Cavassier. Matt Foley, Leon Phelps. Ask family, who you got? he will face off against the winner of this matchup. The Bill Hader character of Stefan versus the Target Lady. Stefan, Target Lady. Ask family, who ya got?
We have ourselves a winner, ladies and gentlemen. And it is Bill Hader's character of Stefan. 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 Moves on to the final four. Man, oh, man. That was something else. Dag nabbit. We will get to round two in just a little bit. All right. Going to play music. And when we come back from playing music, we've got this question that I need to answer. Phone number 775-357-FANS, ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Here's a song I wrote on a plane between Dallas and Austin. Going to El Paso. Whoops. Now this is what gave us the idea to come down here. This is a song about a guy that... probably did as much for our kind of music as anybody. Well, the honky-tonks in Texas were my natural second home. Where you tip your hat to the ladies and the rose of San Antonio. I grew up on music that we call Western Swing. It don't matter who's in Austin, Bob Wills is still the king. But I can still remember the way things were back then. In spite of all the hard times, I'd live it all again. Hear the Texas Playboys and Tommy Duncan sing Makes me proud to be from Texas Where Bob Wills is still a king You can hear the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee It's the home of country music on that we When you cross that old Red River horse, that just don't mean a thing. But once you're down in Texas, Bob Wills is still the king. Just can't live in Texas unless you've got a lot of soul. It's the home of Willie Nelson, the home of Western Swing. He'll be the first to tell you Bob Wills is still the
775-357-FANS. All right, so uh, what we're doing right now is an impromptu Ask Arnie event, and it's a part of Listener Mail, which is sponsored by JS Floors. Uh, their phone number is 775-267-4123. Let me tell you, if at first you don't succeed calling them, try again because they are so busy. Look, man, they are, they are the floor installers of the stars. I, I can't give names, but they, they they can't give names. But I know people that know, and they're like, yeah, we know that the same floors that uh, so-and-so, you know, Academy Award winners have, yeah, they were put in by JS Floors. Yeah. I know. Just saying. You know, that means that that, that is some quality work right there. So give Jesse uh, a call, 775-267-4123. Now, uh, so we're doing this uh, this feature, so I, I I have to sing to you, right? I got I gotta warm you up. Oh, you get two of them, young harm. Oh, my friend, here we go. Mm-hmm. Brand new.
Stumble out of bed and into the shower. He is fat, so it takes him an hour just to dry off his awful crack. He likes to eat, does it early and often. When he dies, he'll need a big coffin. Before he's going to go, he's gonna help. Asking Arnie, you should do it, do it right now before he goes out and he fucks another cow. Say it's gross, but he's always taking us bow. Oh my God, there he goes, getting yet another cow. There you go. There's the one. Now, now, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just leave you with one. I gotta give you a second one. Thank you, Hangtown Jen. Uh, this one's gold. It just flows. Dolly would be proud. Well, that's why I did it. And now. I do this. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these shows you will ask me a question. Sorry, 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 sorry. There we go. Hello. This one's there. It is. Hello. That's what it is. Now we can help. And this is a serious one. Dear Arnie, could you please not use my name if you read this on your show? I have had an issue with opioids for about four years now, and it's time for it to stop. I'm checking myself into a detox facility tomorrow. I've heard you mention that you did that as well. I've never been, so can you give me an idea about what I'm about to face for the next seven to ten days? And yes, 
I'm planning to go to rehab after that. Thank you for your help. Uh, yes, I, 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 I did go through a detox. Uh, saved my life, honestly. I don't know what sort of detox that you're going into. I will say this, though. First things first. Get it out of your system. It, it, she just wrote this. This just came in today. I don't know where she is or he. Got to that part up. Uh, get it out of your system today. If you're checking in tomorrow, they're going to check you. They're going to pee check you. They're going to do all that kind of stuff tomorrow. So get it all out of your system before you go in. Don't try to take any in there because those people that are in there, let me just say this right now, they want help. The morning that I went in, uh, I think I, I I went in at like ten o'clock in the morning, and I took twenty five Norcos before I went in. So I, I went in there, and, and they knew, they could tell, they pissed test me, they could tell, they saw it on me. Okay, whatever. Hey, I got it out of my system. And ten days later, I walked out, and I haven't had a whatchamacallit, an opioid since then. Because I know that those can kill me. So, what you have to expect for the next... Uh, look, it, it's going to be boring. Your life is... The next seven to ten days is going to feel like a month until the end of it. Then you're going to be like, oh my God, that's all. that's it? See, this is the problem that addicts and a lot of people have. They don't understand the concept of time. It looks like you uh, you kind of get it, seven to ten days, and then you're planning on going to rehab after that. So there's another 30 days, 30 to 90 days. And then maybe sober living after that, which is another 30 to 90 days. What you need to know, letter writer, is that time is your friend. If you want to live, time is your friend. And all you got to do is give up. I don't know, six, seven months. I know that's asking a lot. That's asking a lot in the day and age of today, but do you want to get clean? Uh, Hangtown Jen says, props to you for making a hard choice to get clean. I hope you stay strong and get through this first part and wish you suggest, uh, success in your sober future. Yes, see? Um. I don't know what your treatments are at this this rehab facility or this detox facility. I don't know what they are. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what the one the, the the procedures were at the one that I went to until day two, actually day one. But it was too late for me to go anywhere else. When I asked uh, who does the shopping around here, can you get some Dr Pepper? And it looked like, I honestly, it looked like I shot up a baby with heroin. The looks I got were like, are you kidding me? Did you just ask for Dr. Pepper? Because this was one of those natural places. They, they blend you green smoothies in the morning. And yes, you poop those green smoothies out just as green in the afternoon.
I mean, it was my 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 eight eight or nine days that I was in in mine. It was great. I came to a lot of realizations in my head. I cleared up my thinking. It's helped me today where I am in my head. But yes, uh, to the letter writer, let me tell you, just take this time. Just listen to what the people are there. They're trying to help you. They don't want to hurt you. They want to help you. And if you're like me, the, the detox place I went to, they had everybody there. They had opioid people there. They had, they had everybody. And I tell you, some of, the, some of the greatest things happened to me in my worst times. My, my time when I was in the nut house, oh, man, that rendered so much comic gold to me. And then even at this place, at this detox, it, it gave me so much good material in my head. Like, never forget, the, the last Sunday that I was there, I'm sitting there watching golf tournament on TV. There's nothing really going on that day. I think it was Valentine's Day, so it was really kind of down low. It was Valentine's Day. Yeah, I didn't give a shit. It's the night after the Saturday Night Live 40th reunion. I remember watching that that night, and it was cool. It's awesome. But I remember this guy walked in through the front door. Nobody ever came through the front door. Everybody always came in through the garage. And at this time, I knew I only had like a day or two left there. I was so bummed because, like, I had to share a room with another dude for, like, the first three days. And I had the the room by myself for, like, a couple days, and I was like, oh, this is heaven. And then this dude comes in, and he's got this big slobber ball going down his face. And he's got, like, 48 suitcases. I don't know how long. The guy might still be there. And like the the counselor grabs and like, oh, you got to just uh, oh, you got to come in through this door, okay? And I'm watching golf. I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna be good. So about thirty minutes later, dude comes in, and I see him taking the, the luggage down to our room, pretty much putting it in front of him and on top of all of my shit. I'm like, okay. At least he didn't take my bed. I'm like, okay. So then he comes back down to me. He's like, hey, what are you you here for? I said, opioids, you know. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm here heroin and benzos. And he's drooling and shit. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. He's like, all right. And he, like, walked away, right? I'm just sitting there watching golf, paying no attention. I get up to get a glass of water. I look down the hallway, and they got one of the, this room that I'm in. They got a picture window, but it's about six feet off the ground. You know, it's one of those kind of mirror windows. The motherfucker had climbed through it and was putting the 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 screen up over the window. And. Like, my counselor's looking at me because he can see me from the garage. He can't see what's going on down the hallway. He's like, what, what is it? I go, well, I don't want to tell on anybody, but the dude just jumped out of the window. 
This counselor comes running out. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to tell, but motherfucker jumped out the window. Then he came about, you know, the next day the guy came to, and he was like kind of coherent. He was like, yeah. He, I, he was like wearing all this as a badge of courage or something. Yeah, I've been pretty much kicked out of all the facilities in Southern California. I used to deal to Clooney. And I'm like, whatever. You're not going to get any help. Uh, It took me at least another month after I left the detox before I could even feel like going to do anything. I couldn't sleep for like two weeks. My brain was firing on different things, but it will get better, and I haven't done any opioids in 12 years. It was rough, but so worth it. Good for you, EGB3. Good for you. I'm coming up on five years on that, right? Five, six years? I don't know. Oh. I just know that I, I'm glad that that part of my life is over. Uh, all right. So there you go. That that was our letter there. I thank you guys for uh, letting the show stop. And the, thank you for the things you said to uh, help this person who's going into this facility tomorrow. Okay. Now, 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 now. we got a couple stories here. I'm going to find these stories. Okay. American Okay. How about this story here? American Airlines canceled a flight from North Carolina to the Bahamas after a group of 30 Boston teens refused to wear their masks. The flight was scheduled to leave from the Charlotte Airport. The Boston teenagers between 17 and 18 refused to wear their masks. This was uh, recent graduates from Winthrop High School on their way to the Bahamas for a trip. Parents booked the trip through a private company. The teens were unable to check into a hotel due to age requirements and had to sleep in the airport overnight. So, in this question, which one was right? Were the kids right not to wear the masks? Or was the was American Airlines right in saying, uh, no, sorry, we'll cancel the flight? I'll let you guys make the call. actually work then the kids would be wrong but since I don't work I think they're right um Hangtown Jin says the airline was right they're playing their rules Brady Kitts says airline it's their shitty rules kids are not even old enough to check into a hotel room they sure as hell are not old enough to make monumental decisions for airlines I'm siding with the kids because fuck these masks now I'm serious right now. I don't like the masks. I hate the fucking masks. I've never liked the masks. I've told you I don't like the masks since day one. 
But, once again, yes, the airline is 100% right. Because this is the policy that the United States government is telling them they want in place. Okay? And the airlines are going, yes, because we need the money. We need you to subsidize us because nobody wants to travel unless they got masks on or whatever. And it is. Once again, you have the right not to wear one of these masks. You don't have to wear one of these masks at all. But once you go into it, this is the same thing. This is the same thing. If you go into somebody's house and they ask you to wear a mask, you can laugh at them all you want. But when they kick you out of their fucking house, yes, you're going to think, well, what a bunch of dicks. But they have the right to do that, right? Uh, Airline can have the same policy. I go back to your old saying that rules are rules, however, and maybe it's just me, but I see this mask BS being like the Boston Tea Party. They don't get people uh, away from masks. It's going to start some bad shit. I'll, I'll say, as far as that, it's already started bad shit. Oh, people have gotten fights over these masks. Look, these masks are a horrible idea. Look, they, nothing about these masks have worked. Do you know what they've done to us? I will tell you what they've done to us. They make us wake, look weak like the Far East. I'm not going to single out any country. I'm going to go ahead and be anti-Asian all over here. Whenever there's a flu outbreak or something, they always show us these scenes in Asia somewhere. Like I said, I do, I, I, it's my own ignorance that I can't tell a Korean person from a Japanese person, and I apologize for that, okay? So when they show these scenes of all these Asian people always wearing masks, we in America, we've always looked at that, and we've kind of, you know, we've smirked, snickered, because it looks weak. And we just said, we just took a knee to the weak people and said, oh, everybody's wearing the masks. I don't disagree with anybody in anything they're saying anti-mask. I don't agree, disagree with it at all. The problem is, though, is that if you want to use that service, then you have to go by their rules. It's your right to carry a gun, right? Well, not on an airplane. You can't carry it on an airplane. Unless you're law enforcement or you have some cool, tricky, you know, handshake deal with the governor. You can't take a gun on an airplane. You play by their rules, right? So wear a mask. Play by their rules. Until you change them. And do you know how you change them? You stop using their product. Look, the, the, these, are, these are really, really easy answers but hard solutions. Okay? It's real, really easy to say, well, I, w- I just won't use the airlines. Okay, well, what does that create? That creates a bigger problem for you. Mushrooms into a huge problem because now you're going to have to drive everywhere. And that's going to take you long and you can't do those things. 
Or you can choose not use that airline until they change their ways. That's how, that's how real change happens. Um, I go get this going to a black tie restaurant in sweats. They have the right to say no and refuse service. Their establishment, their rules. You as well have the right to wear sweats, just not in their restaurant. Exactly. There you go. Good call. Hangtown Jen says, I 100% agree the masks were a joke, a shit show. But I also think that the masks themselves have nothing to do with the incident. It comes down to rules and following them. As much as I hate the mask, I sure as hell would not choose my senior trip to Mexico to hold protest and refuse to wear it. I mean, they are sleeping on an airport floor. Yes. Uh, I agree. Uh, rules are rules. My response is 100% emotional. <laughs> I'll own the fuck out of it. Yes, absolutely. Good for you. Yeah, because that was mine, too. That was, you know, when I heard this, I'm like, good, kids taking a stand for something. And then I keep seeing this story everywhere, and I'm like, well, you can take a stand for something, but you ain't going there. So this is what you're saying. And, and I get it, and I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not putting this down. It's more important for you to stand up for your belief that the masks are stupid than to go to the Bahamas. It's more important to you to do that than to go to the Bahamas. If that's all the way true, I, let me just say, I got, because <laughs> I'll just tell you this right now. If that was 20 years ago, fuck you, we're going to the goddamn Bahamas. I'm kicking the shit out of everybody that doesn't have a fucking mask on. We're going to the goddamn Bahamas. But hey, to these kids, it's more important not to wear a mask. Good for them. That's your choice. That was your choice. You're not going to get arrested for it. You just ain't going to the Bahamas on that airline. Maybe somebody will feel bad for you and send your whole class down on a private plane. Nobody's got to wear masks. And see, that's, that's the shitter part about life today when it comes to all this crap. When it comes down to everything like that, is it that it, it it does make you choose? Is your happiness worth more than just getting it done? My uncle used to teach me. Uh, he taught me about this. I visited him one time in Huntington Beach, and I wanted a pair of sunglasses. My, my uncle was pretty well-to-do, so I didn't feel bad or ask him. These. I wanted the Terminator gargoyle sunglasses. But I wanted the white frames with the ice blue lenses because they were cool as shit. So my uncle and I... First thing we did was he, he's like, "Is there?" Any? And and I was gonna buy them. I was gonna. I knew that they were like, you know, hundred bucks or whatever. And at that time, hundred dollars for sunglasses was crazy. But I saved up my money, and we went to the, the first place we went to. They had them. And they were like ninety five dollars. And my uncle actually bought them for. Me. And I go, no, no, no. I got the money. He's like, no, let me get these for you. Blah blah blah. I go, well, well. 
we're going to swap me. Don't you think we can find it someplace cheaper? And he looks at me and goes, Arnie, we have it. What if it's $10, $20 cheaper across the town? Well, how much time are you willing to spend going all the way across town? How much gas money are you going to spend going all the way across town and back? He goes, you found them, pay the price, and you've got them. And I was like, wow. He was teaching me that my time is valuable. Time is, time is valuable. And these kids... Nobody's ever taught them that time is valuable because we've given them time to do everything. We give them extra time to finish tests. Nothing. These kids aren't tested. We were tested as children by, by other kids mainly, by the drive of our parents to, to make us better at a sport or better at school or this or that because we wanted that fucking trophy. Not everybody got a trophy. Back in the day. I think what these kids did on this plane was nothing more than a look at us moment. Honestly. Look at us trying to take a stand. That's a stand you're not going to win. That's not taking a stand. That's, that's just punishing yourself for no reason. Like I said, back in my day, and these are all kids that have had participation trophies and things like that, so they don't know what a real celebration is like. So that's why it's easy for them to give up on the Bahamas because they know they're going to end up going someday. Mommy and Daddy will take them someday. Hang down, Jen says, yeah, as a parent who just paid for a senior trip to the child who decided to make a stand, fuck you, you little ungrateful shithead. You know how much it costs? Do you know how hard your parents worked to get you to that point? And you decided to make a stand? Fucked hearts. And secondarily, as a parent, I'd take that fucking trip myself. Kid can stay home and watch the dogs. I actually think more of it, this needs to happen. People need to take stands against the bullshit control methods from the government. Oh, I, I look, look, these kids taking a stand, yeah. But once more people start doing it and flights are canceled around this, when, 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 when doing what's right outweighs just doing what's convenient, We'll see change. We will definitely see change. And that that's not just the mass, that's everything. And you're thinking in your head, wait a second, wait, wait. If you want to do what's right, what's right is taking the masks off. That is absolutely right. Is it worth me missing a flight to go someplace? Well, why am I punishing myself for their stupidity? That's the way I look at it. I, 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 I don't want to punish myself. I, I, I'm looking forward to this trip I'm about to take. And now I'm not going to take it because I won't wear a stupid mask. And by the way, there's ways around wearing the mask. Just eat the entire fucking trip. Get a big old thing of popcorn. 
But once once the convenient once the it matters more than the convenience effort of just flying there, getting it done, putting the mask on. Once that matters more than that, then there will be change. Until then, just keep circling the wagons. Keep being that little yapping dog. A yapping dog that, that you're protected from it chewing on your ankles by a plexiglass board. Because that's what we're going to do. That, that's the mask. The mask is the yappy fucking dog. Yeah, hey, you're not wearing a mask. I saw two ladies yesterday getting in the truck. Picking up my T-shirts yesterday, getting in the truck. These gals are walking, right? It's up in Allen. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them damn people in Allen. Glorified Reno. I'm, I'm almost all the way to my truck in the parking lot, and this lady, she's walking on the sidewalk, her and her little friend, and they pull their masks up. I'm like, I do not stink. Why are you wearing a mask outside in Texas? I hate the masks and the left-wing mind-control methods behind it, but I sure as hell wore one to go to Vegas last weekend. Exactly! Because you don't want to punish yourself. These kids are sadomasochists. Man, we earned this great trip, but uh, and our parents paid for everything, but you know what? We don't want to take it. We didn't really deserve it. Well, you just want to smoke rock down at the end of the street? Yeah, I guess I'm just seeing this from the parent side that was spoiled hand my participation trophy. Give me more followers and likes on the Instagram or TikTok kind of moment. And as a parent, I just want that to blister that ass for a move like that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what it's about. Maybe, maybe. wow, that, you know what, Jen, I think you nailed it there. I'd like to see how many more followers these kids have now. And by the way, that doesn't make you a celebrity. Just because you got six million people that, that think you're fucking... I don't know, stupid for, for lip-syncing into a camera? Because you do it in a funny way that six million people think is funny? What talent do you have? But hey, you know, whatever. I mean, I look at mine, I'm over 12,000 people now. But I actually give you shit. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, there was one more story like this. Oh, there it is. Now I want to know what you guys think of this. This report came out last night. I remember getting this report, and I was like, oh, my God. As of July 1st, athletes in the NCAA will be allowed to get pen to paper and sign their name on deals that use their likeness, paving the new way for this era of college athletics. That's right. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. On July 1st, it goes into effect that college athletes can now be paid. An entire team now has been offered a deal. 
According to, uh, let's see, uh, American Top Team pays $540,000 in commitment. Okay. To the University of Miami, $500 a month to all 90 scholarship Miami football players in exchange for their marketing of their brand. Each player would be eligible to receive up to $6,000 a year. The American top team could be investing up to $540,000 annually for this program. Hmm. So what does this all mean? Well, there's a lot of problems with a lot of that. Young Harm, he says, I'm not mad at that. No, I'm not. Look, I'm not mad at the I, I, The idea of it sounds great. The money's dog shit. $500 a month? Come on. Come on. Really? $500 a month. And what about the non-scholarship athletes on the football team? What are they supposed to do? Work harder? Bust their ass even more? Okay, hey, I, I'm cool with that. Uh, I saw this story. I saw two girls, twins, uh, who as soon as I went through sign deal with uh, Boost Mobile, I think they play for Fresno State basketball. Okay. So now, what's going to happen? Does this company get to put their logo on, like, merchandise? On, like, the helmets? On the stadium? I mean, because who's going to get paid more? If this team sponsors the Miami Hurricanes, then why isn't their name on the stadium? Well, they'd have to pay that, and who would they pay that to? Oh, the University of Miami. Well, look at that. Look at that. The University of Miami is going to get even more money now off these kids. The NCAA, I will say this right now, is fucking dirty. Whoo, are they dirty? Because the NCAA could say, hey, uh, no, you can't put your shit up around our stadium because, well, that's our stadium. You can sponsor the football team all you want, but their jersey is our jersey. You don't think that they're going to want kickbacks? Shit. Uh, honestly, I'd be fine with just the Reggie Bush-like players getting paid as well as opposed to the whole team. Well, I mean, that's where we we can sit here and we can talk about what's fair, what's right, what's going on, what's not going on. This is what should happen. The, honestly, if if you want to know my, my what I think should happen, 
this is exactly what should happen. Because you're going to get a lot of shitty players that are going to be walking fucking door to door. Hey, I'm Joe Schmo and I play for SMU. I was wondering, do you have any products that you'd like me to endorse? Blah, blah, blah. I'm a football player. Okay. You're going to get some schmucks out there doing that. This is what I'm okay with now. Mm. Just wrote a news story on Texas Tech player that just released his own clothing line using his football image. Man, can you imagine if a Longhorn player did that, how much that guy would sell? This guy at Tech, he's not going to do anything. And say, he's going to worry about him. He's from Tech. I'm kidding, Harrison. Harrison, that was a joke, buddy. This is what I'd like to see happen. Let's go back to the days where all the players knew that the boosters had their back. Okay? The better you played, the more the boosters would give you. The end. Everybody's going to get something on the team. Even the non-scholarship players are going to get something. When they have their booster club meetings, they're going to get a little envelope in their in their blazers. They're going to get the old $100 handshake. Oh, you do not. Oh, Harrison. Harrison, how dare you? Wow. It's part of a very talented and gifted softball player. These pisses me off. We busted our ass for her to play at the top level. They This couldn't cover it. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, this is what it's got to go back to. It goes back to this. It goes back to the boosters being able to do what boosters have been doing since college sports have been around. And that is fucking handing players as much money as they want to. Players, look, I, I honestly, what the players are doing, they're getting a free education, yes. They're busting their ass for the school, great. The fucking boosters want to hand them money, you go right ahead. If a booster wants to go to the girls' field hockey team and hand them money, go ahead. University of Nebraska has probably the greatest women's bowling team. You can even look this up. In the history of college sports, the greatest women's bowling team is the University of Nebraska. Just look it up. If a booster wants to hand one of those big dikey gals 500 bucks, I ain't got no problem with that. None. None at all. Mm-mm-mm. That's what I think is going to happen. But that's just me. Hmm. Some call it a mascot. We call it dinner. Did you call it dinner on September 26th this year, of last year? Did you? Did, did you happen to do that? When the Longhorns decided they were going to go into Lubbock yeah, and throw up 63 against the Red Raiders, did, 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 did you call us dinner then? Is that what you called us? Because I don't think so. 
something that Googled very often, greatest woman college bowling team. So rarely you actually have to type the entire thing out. Not one predictive answer. UT won in overtime. They scored 63. You're damn right. So Harrison, no. No. Not not dinner. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so this. I wanted to go back to that. Why can't the bowling girls look like the curling chicks? Amen to that. Um, <clears throat> this is where schools who don't have big boosters and big alumni, who love football at that school, but for some reason their their, their boosters don't want to give any money. I'm talking about like the Northwesterns of the world. The Vanderbilts of the world, places like that. Because we know boosters at, like, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Florida State. They got, they got plenty of money coming in from the boosters. Okay? You're going to get, well, what about the smaller schools? Like, and this will be a leader of the pack, the Nevada Wolf Pack. Now, if Nevada Wolfpark doesn't have some wealthy fucking donors, then I don't know what the hell is going on up there. You got people that have owned casinos that are, are, are alumni of that school. That football's important to that school. Start letting them do what they wanted to do a long time ago. And, and by the way, the smaller schools, you're going to have to do the same thing. You're going to have to let your boosters and your alumni grease a, a few handshakes. Hey, you got to buy a tractor for a kid to go to school there? So be it. Buy a tractor. I don't really see what the problem is like with, with boosters and things. Look, I understand people get all upset about the school paying them, and the school can't pay them. There's no way the school can pay them. Because they'd have to pay everybody then, and they don't have the money to do that. The school's not really making a lot of money. Unless they have a good football team, then they're doing all right. But let the boosters pay them. And if you don't have that big a booster system, well, then guess what? You're not going to be that good. Luckily for UT, they just have to remove a monument to get a player to attend. Oh, shit. Oh, it's so sad. University of Texas is such a farce of a place. I still love the team, though. All right. So, yeah, well, look, I can't wait to see what this leads to. I mean... Is it going to be so bad, like, you know, if a college kid scores a touchdown, is he going to reach out and reach into his pocket and pull out a thing of Altoids? Hey, Altoids! When I use Altoids, I always score. Giggity, giggity. (laughs) I don't want to see that on the sidelines. Please don't do that. Please, please don't do that. Uh oh! By the way, I, we we got to talk about this. Hold on a second here. Let me see. Uh huh. Delete that. 
Uh, I don't really want to talk about Iran's new president. That guy's a dick. What I do want to talk about is this story here. Oh, man, this is sad. I, I don't understand uh, professional athletes. Like, you have to sign, like, the, there are certain contracts that you have to sign and things that you won't do. Because you're an athlete, you have to have your body in shape and, and doing well. Like, Will Clark, he couldn't, like, ride in rodeos or jump out of airplanes, stuff like that. that that's, that's warranted. I don't understand why nobody ever works in the fireworks clause. Because something happens with athletes and fireworks. About 10, 11 years ago, Jean-Pierre Paul, defensive end for the New York Giants, who was one of the best defensive players in the NFL, just had signed a new $16 million a year deal with the Giants. Fourth of July came. Yeah, he held an M80 in his hand. It blew off most of his hand. Now, he came back to the NFL, still playing, I think. Not bad, but not the player that he once was. Sadly, the other night, we had another problem. Columbus Blue Jackets, they're in the NHL, and they're no good. Goaltender Matisse Kivadelks died after an incident in Michigan. He was in a hot tub when a mortar-style firework tilted slightly and started to go off towards people nearby. He and several other people attempted to run away, but the 24-year-old slipped and fell and suffered a head injury. The autopsy expected to take uh, place on Monday. So the fireworks shot him in the head, blew his head off. He was a part of the Blue Jackets and the Latvian Hockey Federation. See, th th this is the thing. This is the thing with athletes. Sometimes you believe the things they say, and then sometimes you go, they can't be that stupid. Now, he's 24. He's not that smart. But when somebody like Raphael Palmero or somebody says, oh, I have no idea what my trainers were putting in my juice or rubbing on my body or injecting in my butt saying it was B12, that once you get to the age of like 35, you know exactly everything you are putting in your body as an athlete. 24, maybe not that much. And you make bad decisions when you're 24. Ain't no way if I was a professional goalie or something, some, something athletic, I'm fucking around with fireworks. Nope. Young Herb says, you think you would have been able to block it? Oh, my God. <laughs>
No, see, that's why he was the backup. <laughs> oh, man. There's got to be a joke about pulling a goalie somewhere in there. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's a very, very sad story. These fucking athletes, I, I tell you, I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Look, here, here's another. Let, let me do this one, and then we'll do a celebrity-ass death match. And then I got some doozies to end the show with. Um, but how does this say? No. Everybody see the story yesterday about this uh, this track and field star? Shockery Richardson. She's from the Dallas area, I, I suppose, I guess, I, I heard. She tested positive for marijuana in her system and will not be a part of this year's Olympic Games. She could come back for one event, but she's choosing not to. By the way, that's the look at me moment right there. Uh, but that's okay. People are trying to take a stand for this young lady, and I get it. I under look. I I, I totally understand. I understand the benefits of uh, of mar- marijuana and things like that. I get it. Rules are rules. Yes, absolutely. Rules are absolute rules. But what she's trying to do is prove that the rules need to be talked about. It's not all right for a female athlete to have marijuana in her system. But it's okay for a male athlete to have a lot of estrogen in his system so much so that he can now compete as a she in she events. You can't have marijuana and compete in the Olympics, in the female Olympics. You can have a dick or had a dick and compete in them, though. That's what this argument is about. She did, she, look, she sacrificed her entire Olympic career. Because there ain't a lot of careers for track athletes, female track athletes. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, if she takes testosterone and hormone therapy to change her gender, it would be okay to comp- compete, though. Yes, that's what they're trying to go. They're doing it a fucking very terrible way. Again, another case of play stupid games, get stupid prizes, no matter how stupid they seem or how illegal it states, rules are rules. Maybe if you're an Olympic athlete, a role model for children, you don't mess around with drugs and alcohol, especially days, weeks before the Olympics. There's that sign as well. I'm more pissed off at the hypocrisy that she can't have marijuana, but a man taking estrogen can compete in women's events. Fuck the Olympics for this bullshit. She needs to run to a dispensary job. I agree, rules are rules. However, if you can run 100 meters after smoking weed, you deserve a medal. Her taking the stand will be better for her career than going to the Olympics. 
Richard, I disagree. I did look, look for us. Look, we're gonna we look. This is the thing with what I believe she's standing up for. She won't say it. Nobody, nobody's saying it. But, but they are saying it. Right now, this can only hurt her. Because she will be called transphobic for this. And right now, transphobic is kind of a thing. If you rely on the public or, or companies to sponsor you, which is what she needs, the word transphobic is not a good word that businesses like. She has every right to do whatever she wants. It's her body. At least we used to have that. I I think it's I think it's part brave. Part once again, why are you punishing yourself? No, see that's the best part, straight fire. No, she's not afraid of transsexuals, but that is the term. I think she smoked weed and got caught, and as a convenient spin on after being caught, she can now state, yeah, what about the former man who's now a woman competing against me? She threw away her career. She could have taken the stand at any point after the games. The taking the stand was convenient. Well, okay, well, let, 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 let me play devil's advocate with you here, Hangtown Jen. So you think that she should have ran in the games against somebody who she thinks is a man competing against her. And she could take a, a stand any point or after the games. She takes a stand after the game, she's a sore loser. And more importantly, the word that's in there is loser because the man's going to beat her. Nobody's going to really care about what she says then. So in her eyes, is like, why am I going to run? I'm not going to win. And if I say it's bullshit, because, look, we've seen it. We've seen these girls write these articles. The girls in Connecticut who wrote the article about the two boys who beat them out of scholarships. It's not right. And this gal probably didn't want to come out and get canceled and say, no, I don't want to fucking race against a dude. I'm 100% marijuana. She's comparing apples and hand grenades, in my opinion. Okay. If that was the case, she could have taken the stand uh, pre-getting caught smoking weed. It's the timing of it. Okay. Look, hey, she's not going to be in the Olympics. And by the way, by the way, her not being in the Olympics, do you know what the ultimate fuck you would be? To win? To beat the man? To beat the man? Just saying. But she took that away from herself. They aren't going to let her back in. She says she doesn't want in. And, and it, look, look, look. It proved to me that this was a selfish act because her 30-day suspension will end before the start of the relays, and she could have won a, a, a medal as part of the 4 by 100 relay team. She said no. So this is all about her. 
She can try to be doing something altruistic and all that kind of good stuff. This is all about her. Sorry you're going to miss the game, Sonny. Uh, all right, we'll take a – oh, actually, we can't take a break here. we got to do celebrity-ass death match. Jeepers, criminy. Oh, man, we got to get to round two here because round one was fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. That's how you would say it in Boston. Phenomenal. Ah, did you see the socks? All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is that time once again, ladies and gentlemen. Where'd it go? There it is. It is time for Celebrity, Celebrity. Ass Match Saturday Night Live Character. Now, in the first round, Matt Foley and Stefan are on the Mount Rushmore of Saturday Night Live characters. Bill Hader character, Chris Farley character. Who will join them? We will find out right here and now. Let's get it on. All right, our first matchup is set. It's a tag team match. In one corner, I give you Hans and Franz, and they are here to pump you up. I got a clap, but I had a pen in my hand. Hans and Franz. Taking on Jake and Elwood, the Blues Brothers. Hans and Franz versus the Blue Blue Blues Brothers. Ask family, who you got? with me, ladies and gentlemen, the Baloo's brothers move on. That one came down to the wire. Next matchup. Oh, boy, is this one? Oh, this one's going to be tough. This one's going to be real tough. I give you the Eddie Murphy character of him with a big cigar in his mouth and a green foam suit. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Gumby, damn it. Taking on Dana Carvey's character of the church lady. Well, isn't that special? Who put you up to it, Satan? So, ask family. Gumby versus the church lady. Who ya got?
my gosh, by the slimmest of margins, ass family. Gumby, I am Gumby, damn it, moves on. Oh boy, this one's tough right here. guys ready? Ask family, this is a tough matchup. Both from the same skit. Both from Illinois. Both doing a cable access show. Ask family, in one corner, I give you Wayne from Wayne's World. And in the other corner, I give you Garth from Wayne's World. Wayne versus Garth, ass family. Who ya got? tough. Wayne moves on. Wayne moves on. Final matchup. Ask family, I ask you, in these two iconic roles on Saturday Night Live that we've been forced to endure for the past eight years at least, in one corner I give you the Alec Baldwin Donald Trump character taking on the Kate McKinnon Hillary character. Donald versus Hillary. Ask family, who you got? Final four, these will be the faces that join Matt Foley and Stefan 
in our first matchup, Ass Family, I give you the Blues Brothers taking on Gumby. Blues Brothers, Gumby, Ass Family, who you got? Tried to make a triumphant return, but couldn't do it. The Blues Brothers move on. Here we go. Final matchup. Oh, boy. The host of Wayne's World. Party on. Excellent. Wayne Campbell taking on the former first lady, then the secretary of state, now alleged hitman. Ask family, I say Hillary Rodham Clinton. Wayne versus Hillary. Ask family, who ya got? Yes, Richard, we have done stand-up comedians. Oh, I'll let you know when Banana Phone's coming up, Hangtown. That'll be the, that'll be our next uh, next one. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Campbell moves on. So the the, the Mount Rushmore of Saturday Night Live characters: Matt Foley, Stefan, the Blues Brothers. And Wayne Campbell, we will find out who the face of this Mount Rushmore is when we come back here to the Arnie State Show, only available at ArnieRadio.com.
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Uh, let's see. Uh, Richard says, do Mount Rushmore an outlaw country. I have uh, I have one drawn up for country in general. That, and, you know, it reminds me of a little story from RCA Studio B. The tour. The worst tour known to mankind. If you're ever in Nashville and somebody says, take the the Studio B tour. No, don't. For a better tour uh, than Studio B, go to Graceland. Because that's all they're going to do is talk about Elvis. And I love Elvis. Don't get me wrong. But that studio recorded over a thousand hits. How about you tell us more about the people that were in there? Like, I don't know, Waylon Jennings. He recorded there. Willie, he, he recorded there. I did learn something interesting, though, on the Studio B tour. Country music used to consist of, it have to have a, a story, a steel guitar, and a fiddle. That's what made it a country song. Well, that kind of got old in the 60s. So they came up with the Nashville sound, which were those long, wispy songs, like the islands in the stream type of song, but even way before that. Because rock and roll was killing country. Well, that's because country was fucking killing itself once again with this bullshit Nashville movement, which is exactly what's going on today. And what did it take to save country music? It took a little movement called the outlaw movement. Where artists who were frustrated in Nashville, see what they don't tell you on the tour is this. Willie Nelson hated fucking Nashville. Most country artists, most Texas country artists hate Nashville. Sturgill Simpson can't stand Nashville for what they try to do. Willie came back to Texas and recorded his brand of country music. And the songwriters and the artists, I don't know, like Waylon, Johnny Cash, Hank Jr., all followed. You want to talk about what saved country music? It's that movement. Because that movement produced what we were given in the 80s and the 90s. The Alabamas. The, you know, look, it brought country music back to what country music was about. It gave us the singing cowboy of George Strait. That wouldn't have happened in the Nashville sound because George still uses steel guitars and fiddles in his songs. Name any current today artist that uses steel guitar and fiddle in their songs. They don't do it. It's all beat machines and fucking voice redos and auto-tune. Just wait. Post Malone's going to come out with a country album soon. Oh, and and here's the other rub. Uh, One thing. One thing I got to say. When you got a Hall of Fame, you put only people that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame in the Hall of Fame. Don't do a fucking display on today's artists. 
Luke Combs is not in the Hall of Fame yet. So don't put his shit in there. What's that broad's name? Yeah, who sang that song with Willie that I like to play? Casey Musgrave. She's got a whole big-ass display in there. She ain't in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Get her shit on out of there. That's just my take on country music and how I'd fix it. We do have to finish up Mount Rushmore here in just a little bit. First, though, a few more stories. <laughs> a spokesman. Wait, let me get the music ready. I didn't think that we would ever do this music ever, ever, ever again. But but I was wrong. Bill Cosby, zippy-dippy, is looking to get back into the comedy industry after serving three of a ten-year sentence. Yes, that's right. The cars wants to hit the road, Jack. He spent his first night out of prison doing comedy routines. No, no. That's what's called PTSD. He was breaking down. Cosby is hoping to revitalize his stand-up career. This is the same man that needed help into a courtroom. He's going to stand on stage for an hour. Douglas, I am as serious as a bag of crack to a junkie. This is not a joke. Cosby indulged in pizza from a downtown Philadelphia restaurant. He also stayed up to the wee hours of the morning laughing. The flimsy dizzy, the flozzle dozzle. The cause is out, and the cause is ready to rule the castle. Ooh, I heard about this new thing in the jail. It's called the roofie. I don't want her in on the roofie. I want her to be on the floory, if you know what I mean. Uh, I want her to be on the Cosby, the pudding pop. Yes, uh, hello, is that a pudding pop, pudding pop in my pants? Well, I know it's my penis. Flossle dozzle. I get out the royal scepter and I say, would you like to speak into the mic? Uh, and then I pull my balls apart and I say, test it, one, two, a frontal dozzle, dippy, dippy. <laughs> Bill Cosby, tonight's ladies' night, drinks are free. Now, see, that would be a funny line. I don't know, what, what does Cosby do? Okay, okay, let's say Cosby comes out and Cosby decides, well, I'm an ex-con. I'm going to go blue. I, I, I think that I would have to pay money to see that. If Bill Cosby came out and started talking about his yogurt slinger or his jello slinger, can you imagine if Bill Cosby did a fucking dirty set Well, my wife Camille and I, we were engulfed in anal of uh, fucking, if you know what I mean. 
the cars was putting the pudding pipe to the fucking hole. And then along came some bubbling uh, Hershey's out of there, and I said, whoa, gots to go. Not as bad as you, though, frazzle-dazzle, flippy-dippy. <laughs> that would be a Netflix special that I'd watch. Bill Cosby, Blue. I'm telling you right now, if he were to do that, he would make a gazillion dollars. Tell me you wouldn't watch. Tell me that you wouldn't watch Bill Cosby in his years of being a clean comedian. Putting down, oh, oh, oh. And even the biggest part, Cosby uses the N-word in his set. Holy shit. That could be the, the one of the greatest moments of my life. Oh, oh, Flaza, these uh, N-words down the street. Uh, coming up and messing with me, I said, N-word, please. Oh, my God. I, I would lather myself up in canola oil to watch that comedy event. And, yes, I'd want all the proceeds to go to the women that he raped. Absolutely, 100%, yes. I still want to see it. If he's doing a dirty set, he needs to start with, well, in prison, they called me Puddin' Pop, the whole different reason, Frostle Dazzle. Yeah, I got a couple Puddin' Pops put in my refrigerator, if you know what I mean. I'm talking about ain't a rape here, there, boys and girls, where the man puts the pee-pee in the man's bum-bum. Oh, I'm sorry, in the cock in the asshole. Dude, I could write this set for Bill Cosby. Frost doesn't you in words sit down and shut the fuck up. The cause has something to say. In word, please. Everybody would be sitting there with their mouth just agape. I'd be the only one at a party laughing my ass off. I'd be crying. So I was uh, fucking this guy in the jail cell, you see, and then we moved to the shower because, you see, I seem, I seem to blow like Mount Vesuvius when I've been backed up for as long as I have been flozzle-dozzle. It's like, it, it's like putting the whipped cream on the pudding. Bledididee. Mm. God damn! If he were to go out and do that, that would be, that would be iconic. Yeah, I I I would redo Mount Rushmore for that one comedy set. Shit, you need to, you need to write his set for him. <laughs> Some cracker wrote this shit for me. We're going to get rid of the flozzles and the flippity-dippities. I'm just going to say fuck.
Yeah, my wife Camille, let me tell you, her pussy's so big. <laughs> her pussy's so big, 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 big. I know, I'm right there on the line. I'm right there on the line. I'm about to tip over the line. Whoop it, Goldberg. That bitch stealing my idea for a black superhero. <laughs> His character would be a lot different, though. <laughs> we would change the spelling for sure. Oh, my God. I don't even, you know what? No. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, people. I'm not going to tell you what Bill Cosby's super N-word, that's what his character would be, would be capable of doing. You think Bill got any ink while he was in there? He comes out on stage, he's got a teardrop tattoo. Got spider webs on his elbows. Bill comes out all tatted up, one percenter. No. I mean, I've got the superpowers going in my head right now. I can't say them. I can't not say them. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can't do it. I didn't know how the ramble would go. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so wrong. That is so wrong. Oh, if there was a way that I knew that I could tell you guys this stuff without worried about being on Fox News later, I would totally do it. You get the announcer's voice. Obviously, Caucasian guy's voice has to be the announcer. <laughs> well, since they're already faster than us and stronger than us, that's all I'm giving you. That's all I'm giving you. I'm not going to tell you what their superpowers consist of. Ah, but yes, Bill Cosby is looking to return. Uh, does it say when? Meanwhile, I can't see this ever really happening. I mean, I would pray. Well, first of all, my my dream of him going blue is never going to happen, even though that would be. I'm just telling you right now, that would break every comedy record there ever was. Is if Bill Clinton, if Bill Cosby were to go out and do a blue tour, maybe he could. I, I I don't know a lot of his stuff because he was always clean. Maybe he can put in some dirty words where they, where they weren't before. 
but him doing the same old shtick, the wiggling of the eyes, and that, that, that's not going to work. It's not going to work with your old fans because you already lost them because in their eyes you raped all them women. This ain't going to happen. Yeah, uh, Richard, that's a great point. Putting money on him being attacked on stage, I could see that. So, yeah, look, the dream of this happening. Is all it is is a dream. When I have my own network, when I'm worth, you know, trillions of dollars, I promise that will be that will be a, a show that I do. Okay, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, let's talk about her. Megyn Kelly. You remember Megyn Kelly from Fox News? Megyn Kelly was all the rage. Megyn Kelly was a badass. Remember she, she mediated one of the debates that Donald Trump did? She tried to put him in his place. He wasn't having any of it. And she decided, you know what? I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave Fox, and I'm going to go to NBC. And and that was probably the worst thing that could have ever happened to her career, ever, was to go to NBC. But she, she completely shit the bed there because they didn't want her. The team didn't want her there. She was on the Today Show for a little while. Well, she's decided now that she's going to Sirius XM Radio. There you go. All these wonderful TV people that have no experience doing radio, let's give them jobs. Let's not give talented radio people jobs who are getting laid off left and right. Let's give Megyn Kelly, who, by the way, will fail miserably at this, and then drop down to my world of podcasting. And I don't want you here either. Honey, go back to your conservative ways. Beg the people at Fox for your job back. Nobody's going to listen to you on the air for four hours a day. And by the way, by the way, you're hot. You shouldn't be on the radio. This is somebody who, this is the epitome of being full of yourself. Because that's what she is. Her show ran for like 14 years on Fox. And she thought, oh, my shit don't stink. I'm going to challenge the president. Well, that wasn't a good idea. So now I'm going to go to NBC. That was an even worse idea. Now she works doing radio. Terrible. Uh, you, you, honey, you got the worst agent known to mankind. Does anybody really care about this? Um, Rachel Nichols story, ESPN reporter. Yeah, I look, I look at it like this. Rachel Nichols, she, she's she's definitely a two-faced. Some days she looks good on network, and the other days you're like, what the fuck? 
She she's really hit and miss. Well, she was reported that she was caught on tape with a hot mic talking about how Maria Taylor is going to get a shot at hosting the finals and and that's the shot that that Rachel Nichols wanted. She didn't want to do the sideline reporter and she's getting all this push because well, she knows about this company's terrible diversity problem firsthand because she's a woman. She knows about it firsthand. And she's just pretty much running this gal down on a live live mic. Now, now first of all, I have no problem. ESPN has kicked her off of the NBA Finals. Once again, once again, is what Rachel Nichols saying true? Maybe. Probably, yeah, sure. Should Rachel Nichols get it based on seniority? Sure. I don't think Rachel Nichols is that good, but if that's the way they've done it in the past, that's the way it should be done. But you don't get caught on a live mic, okay? Did did you not learn anything from, from Donald Trump grabbing women by the pussies? You work in an industry where you're mic'd up all the time. You have to know that you're mic'd up all the time. And by the way, if you think, oh, I can't believe that, that somebody did. Really? You can't believe that in this day and age in the, in the industry that you're in? You're in the industry of fucking stabbing people in the back left and right. That's what the broadcast industry is and what it's turned into. Nobody looks out for their co-broadcasters anymore. Nobody wants them to not walk into a minefield. They kind of lead them into minefields now and see if they can make their way out of it. And this stupid ass says that kind of shit into a, a mic. I have no problem with ESPN firing her after that. That's just stupid. Rachel Nichols will get picked up somewhere else. She'll probably do that weird run of going to Fox next, and then uh, they realize oh, she's not really that good anyway. So then maybe they'll bump her down to, I don't know, high school football duty somewhere. If not, she's going to the golf channel. Then after the golf channel, maybe the soccer channel. I, I don't know. Can we replace her with a well-qualified man? The whole reason she got the job was just because she's a woman. She's not good. No, she's not. Look, I watched this happen in, in Reno, Nevada. It was fantastic. Bonnie Bernstein. She was, Bonnie Bernstein, they didn't know what they were going to do with her at the Channel 5 station in Reno. Really attractive girl, Bonnie Bernstein was. I met her a couple times. She was super nice. Um, they didn't know if they she was going to be a reporter. Or they, they had her do weather a couple times. And then, oh, we're going to put her in sports. And she was clueless. Clueless. When it came to sports. She was there for two weeks. Being clueless on sports like she was reading what anybody wrote for, and she was hired by NBC two weeks later on a national level. She got that job because she was really attractive. 
she had no business doing sports, and I know that one firsthand. And I'm not being a dick here. If a gal knows sports firsthand, I ain't got a problem with it at all. Or at least sound like you know it firsthand. Mm-mm. Bonnie Bernstein was bad. All kind of reports that, you know, she fucking hooked up with Scottie Pippen and all kinds of stuff. And she was with the network for a long time. She made a lot of money and good for her. But you got the job for one reason. It's because you're pretty. Networks are going to keep doing that. Because, it, and, and this is the weird thing. I, I don't understand this. Maybe, I don't know why they have sideline reporters, first of all. They don't really add a lot to the game for me, but oh well. And if you're going to have sideline reporter, then why don't you have somebody who knows the players and knows about the game and things like that? Why does it always have to be a woman? Why does it have to be Aaron Andrews or Pam Oliver or that? Can't men do that? Same with Goyce Thompson. What about uh, the golf chick? The, the chick who did the, the U.S. Open coverage a couple times for Fox. And now she's just an Instagram hoe. She did the Fox uh, college football games. Mm. I can't think, but she turned into a hoe. Dating some better now. It makes like a million dollars a day or whatever. Get their jobs for one reason. Holly Sanders, that's it. Yeah, Holly Sanders. Holly Sanders had no business talking on television. You just put her on TV, and that's fine. I know she's a college golfer and all that kind of bullshit, but weak. Oh, let's see. I uh, got to take a little trip here. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we do. A Florida woman died. 29-year-old was found 8.40 p.m. on Sunday in Valrico, town east of Tampa. I guess she went swimming in a local retention pond. By the way, there are signs posted all around that say alligators are in there. Don't swim in there. Well, what do you think happened? That's right. Roger. Alligator attack on the 4th of July. I bet that alligator was scared with all them fucking rockets and shit going off. Oh, wait, it's in Florida. It's used to that. It's used to gunshots. This is just rotted you because you were swimming in a retention pool. Jackass. Wasn't Holly almost hit in the face with a foul ball, and Evan Longoria or someone caught it right before it hit her? Yeah. I don't know if that was her, but yeah. Uh. I think our girl Kaylee should do sports with her binder and shit talk. She could be great. Call out the crybabies. I'd be okay. At least I know she's going to come well prepared. Yeah, she died. This gal died of alligator attack. So there you go. Welcome to Florida. 
And by the way, you can't kill him in that state. That's right. That is correct. No, we'll do that. Let's see. No, 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 no. Let's end with this, uh, shall we? That, th this is a little juicier. We'll, end with, we'll do this, and then we'll do Celebrity Ass Deathmatch, and we'll call it a day. That ain't no skimpy swimsuit on Goldie Hawn. That's a, that's a plus-size swimsuit. Uh, all right. We haven't done this in a while. All right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time once again for teacher sex. Giggity, giggity, giggity. This story happened in Alabama. Former teacher and cheer coach Carrie Witt was sentenced to 10 years in jail for having sex with the student. Oh, my. She pled guilty in March to one count of school employee engaging in a sex act with a child. Judge dismissed charges against Witt after she argued law barring school staff from having sex was a student under 19 was unconstitutional. It is her right by God to have sex with a student at the school. Ms. Witt claims her relationship with two students, ages 17 and 18, were consensual, and the 2010 law violated her right to privacy. Alabama Court of Appeals later reversed ruling and reinstated charges against her. Witt apologized and said she felt ashamed. She will spend 18 months in a state prison. What does she look like? I got to say, not horrible. I mean, I mean, as far as some of these teachers go, and I mean, come on, I I just linked up the story. You 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 got to scroll down a little bit. The first one ain't that great. That looks like a video. Scroll down to her mugshot. She's on a little bit on the older side, but you know, you know. It's unconstitutional. Unbelievable. You're trying to use the Constitution to have sex with students. Only in America. Oh, God damn it. I love it. I love that. Whoever gave her that legal advice, bravo. That is unconstitutional. Your Honor, I should be able to open up my hoo-ha for whoever I decide to let in. As long as they're above age and do not attend the school that I'm a teacher in. Oh, whoops. Fucking people in Alabama, I swear to God. Make the South look just, oh, so miserable sometimes. Mississippi, you're not much better. Georgia, West, West Virginia, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even know how you're considered the South. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is that time once again. It is that time of day that we have to say who we've got in the finals of the Celebrity Ass Deathmatch SNL. 
Final Four set. Matt Foley, Stefan, the Blues Brothers, and Wayne Campbell. Who will be the face of this glorious Mount Rushmore? You will vote next. Let's get it on. In our first matchup, it is a heavyweight title match. Matt Foley against Stefan. The man who lives in a van down by the river versus the travel guide of New York. Ask family, I simply ask. Matt Foley, Stefan, who ya got? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, our man, Matt Foley, moves on to the finals. Well, he will take on the winner of this iconic matchup. The Blues Brothers from Joliet, Illinois, taking on another boy from Illinois who has a cable access show. I give you Wayne Campbell of Wayne's World, the Blues Brothers versus Wayne Campbell, ass family, who ya got? Gracious Wayne Campbell. Well, Lottie, hey, hey, God. easy does it, Matt Foley. You back up right now. It is time for the final matchup to see who will be the face of the Mount Rushmore of Saturday Night Live characters. Will it be motivational speaker Matt Foley? Or will it be cable, television? Local host, Wayne Campbell. Ask family, Matt 
Foley, Wayne Campbell, who you got? Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. I've got my hunches It's the best, beats the rest Cellular, modular, interactive, modular Ring, 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 ring Banana phone Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping Banana phone It's no baloney It ain't a phony My cellular Bananular phone I don't know where this character's from. Oh, a van down by the I river. Wish you could just shut your big yapper. Live in a van down by the river. Well, Lottie frickin' die. So there you have it. Matt Foley is the face of this Mount Rushmore. Uh, hey, Arnie, you know you could always come out to the banana phone at your birthday show. Guaranteed to be a hit. At <laughs> I haven't come up with yet my, my walkout music yet. I, I'm still working, but I will keep that in mind. Uh, okay, that's going to do it for the show today, as family. We will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Till then, please remember to, uh, remember every room you walk in is better because you are in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic day, and enjoy, enjoy your day because it is pump day pump day pump day uh and then uh adios everybody i'm her world and she revolves around me just be Her love grows Each night she thanks God For the day she found me But when she came home this morning She told me so And there's roses blooming In the Arctic Circle Oh
referring to this guy she's come to him like a brother and she's never even kissed him she told me so and there's roses blooming in the Arctic circle icebergs in the Gulf of Mexico She told me so Bingo You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody Goodbye now I am going to go get late Goodbye, see you tomorrow Goodbye. Bye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.